Thank you for joining us for another edition of Silicon Slopes Live. Our guest at today's event is Landon Ainge, the Senior Vice President at Gab Wireless. Gab Wireless is a company that provides cell phones that are safe for children and teens. Landon talks about upcoming events and the Gab Wireless mission to protect children. Welcome Landon Ainge to the stage. He's the Senior Vice President of Gap Wireless, so let's give it up for him. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, of course. So to get started, just by a raise of hands, I want to see how many of you have heard of Gap Wireless, kind of know what they're doing. Um, let's see. Who knows? I'm watching. Yeah. Nice. It's a decent amount. Well, for those of you that don't know, Landon, why don't you tell us a little bit about Gab Wireless, kind of how you guys got started, um, your mission behind everything, and things like that. Yeah, um, when we talk about Gab Wireless, we got started by a father, simply trying to solve the problem of introducing a cell phone to his child. Um, Stephen Dalby's the founder, and um, he had other kids that went through the introduction of introducing a phone and he learned from experience that we weren't doing it right um, and he tried to take more diligence in finding other options out there and they weren't there uh, for many of you it looks like many of you are parents uh, you've been through this experience before um, and he had the vision and the opportunity to take advantage and do something about it um, I joined quickly thereafter and uh, my story's a little different. Uh, I'm kind of that bridge between where my kids aren't old enough to have a cell phone, and I'm very grateful for that. Uh, and now I'm trying to do something about that myself. Um, but I, I oversee a group of uh, teenage boys, and uh, I'm very close to them. And this mission, as I got to know it, I couldn't help but be gravitated towards doing something about um, helping kids live this life outside the screen. And that really is our whole goal and purpose is to introduce and help kids be kids just a little bit longer. Yeah, that's awesome. So I know that Gab is not just a phone, it's a network. Can you explain a little bit about that, um, why that's important to you guys, and then what the phone is? So the features that it does and doesn't have and things like that. Yeah, um, that most people get confused because we launched with one phone. So they think that we offer one phone on that you can just add to a family plan. We are the network. We're the cell phone network. The reason we do that is because by being the network, we can control the safety of what's allowed on that. We can control what features are on the devices. We can control when we introduce new features. And we can try to tailor it to specifically parent parental needs. Um, we see that there's a gap in the market, that technology companies are pushing more and more technology. But by being the network, we're able to help control and moderate and introduce in a stepwise function. So we've introduced our first phone, which is our most basic phone. It's called the Gab Basic. It's a phone that's $100, um, $99. And it introduces a smartphone-looking device um, that has all the functional aspects that you would want on a phone, but none of the entertainment aspects. So our first phone, it doesn't have an app store. Um, it doesn't have an internet browser. And our, for the introductory phone, we limit it even further to say that you not there's no group or picture messages. Um, we find that that first place of cyberbullying often occurs in group text messaging. And um, for parents that have experienced it, um, 
images and sending back and forth of images is not necessarily appropriate for eight through 12 year olds um, as they get introduced to what a phone is. Yeah, that's awesome. And I know that one of your guys' beliefs, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people agree with this, is that giving giving kids too much technology too soon is dangerous. And so what have you seen, um, like what's going on with kids today? Why is it dangerous? Um, And then maybe following up with that, what are some general stories that you've seen talking to parents as you guys have done your research to to launch this? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I could probably go on for a half hour about this one. Uh, What's going on with kids today and why technology is, how it's impacting them. Um, Where to start? Um, I would say... If you ask teenagers if they think technology is a problem, their consumption of technology, 60% of them will say yes. And that's teenagers admitting that. Um, I think that alone is the most striking. Teens are saying, this is a problem for us. When you talk to parents, you find out that, you know, 36% of parents are arguing daily with their kids about the use of technology. Um, Most of the time, it's the amount. That... That's pretty striking. And then when you ask even deeper, a little bit more in-depth with parents, they, they say 89% of the time they blame themselves for their kids' technology use. So we see the trend that technology is more acceptable and it's, it's a greater enabler and it's so, it has such awesome power. But with it, we also see that when we introduce it too early, that parents are upset with themselves. The kids don't actually like it, even though they say they want it. And as such, the repercussions impact all aspects of life. You could talk about academic performance. You could talk about sleep deprivation, which of all the things we talk about, sleep deprivation is like the worst. Um, It's the thing that you want. If if there's one thing you take away and you feel like gab phones are not appropriate for you, that's okay. Just don't let your kids sleep with their phone in their room. Um, Recommend fully recommend a centralized charging station for family devices because um, that's the number one cause of, of many of the negative behaviors we see associated with technology. Um, but you could talk about anxiety, bullying. I, I don't want to go down too far down that list because it gets pretty down and we are here with a positive message that you know we can change this, we can impact these kids and get ahead of this problem. And that's why we introduced our most basic phone. Um, so you asked me about stories. Uh, there's lots of stories. Uh, I've heard a lot of conversations. And before I get into some of the more serious ones, I'll try to share a, a happier one, a, a little more comical one, because some of them can be pretty hard to hear, honestly, yeah. when you hear about kids. But um, I'm going to change tones and get to a happy one uh, or a funny one. So I had a mom come up to me after I was at a Colin Karchner event. Um, He's a good friend of ours. Um, And she came straight up to me with her daughter. She was like, "Uh, tell me about your phones. And before I answered the question, I said, can I ask why you're asking? Because she was really excited. Um, And her her daughter just gets a smile on her face. And her daughter says, we have a communication protocol. And I look at her, and this girl's 12 years old. I'm like, what is a communication protocol? Uh, essentially, her mother had bought her a flip phone, and she was very upset about that. Um, and the protocol that they had established was mom would call or text, daughter would not respond, 
within probably the next 15 minutes, she would find, either go to the bathroom or go to some uh, place around the corner where her friends couldn't see her, and then she would pull out her phone to call and text her mother back. So this was their communication protocol that they had established because her, parent, her mother said, well, you're not ready for a smartphone, and her daughter said, but I'm not going to have a flip phone. So we find that you know that pain point of parents really it really is important. Um, I think we forget what it's like to be a teenager, and appearance is really important to teenagers. There's a reason that uh, they're wearing their fake Ray-Bans and brand name clothing and shoes. Uh, you understand the importance of why it looks why it's important that our phones look and feel just like a smartphone. Yeah, that is funny, and it it shows like. I love that your phone is a smartphone device. Like it looks like a smartphone yeah. because teenagers do care about the appearance of it. It protects them, but also it, they don't have to hide it. That's yeah. awesome. Um, one argument that I've heard is monitoring apps and parental controls. Yeah. And I know we've talked about this, but what is your take on that? Why is Gab, in your opinion, more effective than that? Why is it important to go a step beyond that? That's a great question. Um, Again, I actually don't really want to answer this question. I, I, I allow parents to kind of tell us what the answers are. Um, most parents' problem and the reason they get their kids a phone is because they want to communicate and, because they're overscheduled and overtired and they need better ways to coordinate with their children. It's usually they left their kid at a soccer practice or they need it, they're a single-parent family and their child's home alone. Um, these are the problems they're trying to solve by introducing a phone. And when you introduce these monitoring apps, what you see is, one, they're monitoring. They don't actually filter content. So you can't actually control any of the content that they're seeing on that aspect from a mobile app perspective. I used to run a publicly traded mobile app. So I understand when you are in, in, in Apple and Google's ecosystem, you can't control another app. It, it's just not the way things work from a technology standpoint. But more additionally, these parents are coming to us saying, I'm having to spend extra money to monitor, and then it's a part-time job on top of it, and I didn't have time in the first place, so I don't want to be monitoring what they're doing. Uh, Apple's done a great job with screen time. I think it's really helpful. Um, most parents are struggling to understand how to implement it, and they're, they're coming to us saying, my kids know how to get around this, or my kids know the technology better than me. And it's a moving line. And if a child knows that a line can be moved, I guarantee you that they will try to move it. And so we come in saying, here's a simple solution. This is what the phone can do. And parents are thanking us because they're not hearing it from their kids saying, but I only need this one more app. It's only one more game. It's only one more ability. But that conversation never ends. Whereas ours, it can be more of, when you're ready, we will graduate and we can move to that next step. Um, so parents thank us to say, thank you for helping empower me to make the decisions that I really want to make. Yeah, and I like that you mentioned graduating to the next step. I know, um, so the phone's already in people's hands. People are already using it. Yep. Um, and you guys have plans in the future for um, implementing kind of next next step phones so yep. that there's multiple levels. Can you talk to that a little bit, kind of how people are experiencing your phones already and um, future phones. Yeah. Um, so our phones are in 1,750 kids' hands right now. Uh, it's growing quickly, and we're really excited about that. Uh, 
we're introducing more devices. We already have our second device that's in um, final stages of testing. We'll be introducing that before the holidays. Uh, that's kind of introducing the next step of features, um, group and picture messaging, um, along with some potential GPS capabilities that you can opt and pay for. Um, I think parents ask us for that, and that's helpful for us to show parents, you're speaking to us and we're listening, we understand what your needs are, but we still will not open the door for that internet browser and app store and that next level. And as we you know, graduate and think about other devices in the future, which we have many plans to, um, we just want to let parents know that you know, our mission is clear and it's to protect kids, it's to connect families, and it's to help encourage life outside the screen. It's, it's really clear, and all of our messages and all of our features um, are tied to that specific mission. We do have a lot of parents requesting specific things, uh, and our response is usually we have to evaluate um, compared to that mission, and we have to evaluate that if we enable certain features, oftentimes it means enabling other things that sacrifice some of the protections. And so we've said, with that protection being our number one uh, mission, we need to prioritize that for for the kids themselves. Yeah, it's such a great mission. Um, be thinking of questions. We're going to open it up to audience questions here in a little bit. Um, but my next question for you is manufacturing. Mm -hmm. So what are the challenges that you've come across, especially with um, you know having your own network and then having to create your own phone, um, kind of the, the nitty-gritty details of that? Yeah, um, I'm grateful for partners uh, in this situation. Uh, that many people have tried to make their own phones and they failed to do so. And for us, we, we worked exclusively initially with ZTE. They're our first manufacturer. They're a top four manufacturer in the world. And they've, they were the first ones to come running um, as far as the mission goes. They were able to put in the amount of development work with us so that we were working side by side with one of the top top engineers in the world to develop an operating system that was appropriate for kids. Um, so we leaned on their expertise from a technology, from a device and hardware perspective, and together we worked on the operating system that allowed us to give people phones. I mean, we created a cell phone network in three months. That's not really heard of, um, and we introduced a whole new device. Um, so really, I just am so grateful for the those partners that have helped us to accomplish the goals that we've accomplished so far. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, do you guys have any fundraising plans? Do you have any plans in the future for that? Most definitely. Uh, we, we know that this uh, mission is more than just where we're at. We are in the lower 48 states of the United States, so we're live nationwide. Um, but we know that this mission is so much more it, it can't be held back by our limitations. So we are raising capital to scale across the United States and into other countries. Um, we, we have pretty strong plans to do so. Um, I'm excited about it. It's a, it's a fantastic process, and we're having conversations today about that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's a great mission to, to, to be behind, so I think that's awesome. Um, do we have any audience questions right now? Yeah. So just a quick question, right? I love what you were saying, being a father of three daughters. Um, I, I heard your vision about protecting children. Um, I know that looking at adults, um, you hear a lot of technology executives that say, I don't have a smartphone because I don't want to be that engaged. Have you looked at expanding your market to include not only going after children, but also providing an option to 
adults where they can actually have their devices implemented their facilities. So the question is, are you looking at, and maybe in the future, um, expanding the market to adults and giving them the option as well? Yeah, it's a great question, and it's true. Uh, if we really want to point the finger, it's looking at us adults and our own technology use. Um, that, that's, that's the honest truth of it. Um, kids, unfortunately, are emulating what they see from their parents. Um, we are introducing more devices, and as we graduate those, um, those devices will apply to certain individuals, um, especially adults. Um, I do think that it's important, though, to recognize that because our first priority is to protect kids, there will still be a certain lack of limitations. So it's a matter of the adult saying, this is what I'm willing to give up, and this is what I want in my life because I need more balance. Um, this is something I've personally been struggling with right now, actually. Um, my relationship with technology is unhealthy right now, and it's kind of been a, a cognitive dissonance. I, I'm feeling at conflict with myself because I'm teaching people about healthily using technology, and at the same time, I'm at conflict because I know how many lives are at stake and how many kids. Currently, we're protecting 1,750 kids, and so if I, you know, if I'm not focused on trying to drive this mission forward, then I'm giving up that protection for that those number of kids, and more importantly, the hundreds of thousands that we will plan to protect. And so, uh, you know, I, I go through this myself. Like, I need to give these things up. Can I give it up? Um, I will, and I'm excited to. Um, it's just when when's the right time for me? Uh, same thing that every adult's going to have to go through is. Am I willing to give this up? And I think the answer is, yeah, I'll be happier if I do. Uh, I'm looking forward to that time. <laughs> Great. Any other questions? Yeah. So, so the phone is about $100. What is it a month? Is it a fee per month or is it per No, it's a per month basis. So our first plan is $19.99 a month. It's unlimited talk and text, no contract. Um, our second phone that we'll be introducing, we haven't talked a too much about it. Um, it'll be a higher-tier device with a little bit higher-tier plan because of the amount of um, data consumption associated with group and picture messages. Um, yeah, thank you for that question. Uh, so the phones have cameras, but you can send them via picture messages. Is there a way to share those pictures and get them other places? Yeah. So I'm surprised. The camera is like the second favorite feature of kids. They love cameras. They just love taking pictures of themselves, everywhere around them. We forget that we had like 20 devices that we've combined into this one thing called a cell phone slash supercomputer. And so um, kids love it. And yes, you can take pictures and you can upload them via USB directly to the computer. Um, so that's the way that we allow it so that you don't have the risk of sharing in that degree, but there's you know a centralized computer way that you can get access so they can show you their favorite pictures. Awesome. Question in the back. Uh, what are you guys doing to expand your reach to get the phone into more kids' hands? It's a great question. We are a direct consumer business, so we're selling online. We are partnering with key speakers that travel around the country um, talking about technology with parents. Um, we look to parents to say, Share it with other parents. Um, please, please share this mission. Um, we know how important it is for us. We know how important it is for your kids. Um, we, we have a great referral program that people get incentivized if they share. Um, and then additionally, digitally marketing. Um, 
We've got some really exciting things that I uh, video and things coming on the digital landscape that I really am ready to ramp up. Um, so it, it's, I, I'm excited to really unleash the full marketing because right now we're kind of uh, just floating it along to say, hey, parents, let's start this. This is your movement. Um, then we're, our job is to power parents with the, the things that they can help share, the things that will drive this mission forward. Um, we actually were just highlighted in CNN. Uh, we were on, highlighted on USA Today and last week uh, BuzzFeed article. So PR is a really big um, aspect of it. Uh, but I, I look at it on an individual basis. Like I look to parents. I look to kids. I look to these people that if you, this is a mission. We've made a call, and we hope that you join and fight this cause with us. Awesome question here. Yeah, about the OS that was developed for the phone, right? It was a custom OS. Mm-hmm. Um, have you, in the development and testing of it, were you able to identify any opportunity for like jailbreaking or like to, to bypass some of those operating system limitations that would prevent app stores and browsers? Yeah, that's a great question. So the question was, in our creating of an operating system, um, what was it like to make sure that it was truly secure? Um, that's one of the reasons we created a custom operating system was that it allowed us to um, to really regulate it. That's where monitoring and filtering apps really can't control that. Um, we went through seven rounds of testing to try to break it, to give it to kids, to give it to um, developers, to give it to um, our advisor who is a former chief architect at LG and and uh, ZTE, so these are people that know the ins and outs of the hardware space. Um, so yes, a lot of testing has gone into it. We have our second device ready to go, but we are pushing very hard on the testing because we don't want to introduce a device that has that potential because that is our value add for parents is this is something you don't need to monitor. This is something you need to, you, it's a manageable conversation to talk to your child about texting and calling. Um, so you don't need to be spying on everything they're doing. Question here? So I've got eight kids. Is that going to be 20 a month per child? Or are they all eight kids, yes. <laughs> Do you have like family plans? Do you feel like six kids on the plan, but not 20 apiece, or is it just 20 apiece? That's a great question. The question was, I have multiple children, in her case eight. Are there family plans and family bundles? Initially, right now, we are not enabling that, mostly because the cost, we've pushed the cost as low as we can possibly push to try and get this solution out to as many parents and kids as possible. Um, we, we know that this mission is not about making high margins. This mission truly is about getting this solution into as many parents' hands as possible. So we would like to. We just aren't at a point where we're ready to do that yet. Question here. So about that spying thing. So there are some people or parents that like to track their kids' whereabouts <laughs> through the GPS, spying friendly, whatever. Um, is the I don't know if the first phone has GPS or not, but is there that idea in mind? Great question. I didn't plant him, just so we're clear. Um, <laughs> So our first phone does not have a GPS. Um, that's our, our goal was saying we need to introduce, it, introduce the most basic phone first. Our second phone will introduce a paid um, GPS capability, utilizing a well-known partner in that space. Um, and so we've created a unique operating system with a custom Play Store so that parents can download a few, 
limited apps that provide function and, and listening to parents, what were the most important GPS was definitely on that list. So yes, we will be introducing that. It's pretty exciting. Most people don't know that, so here's our sneak peek. Question over here. Yeah, I was going to ask about that one. It kind of ties into it, though. But if uh, uh, some of the schools in, in, in the classrooms, they actually use their devices, <laughs> whether from Google Classroom or something along those lines, is that going to be included on those apps, even on those the basic entry-level phones, or is that going to be something that's planned out or something? It's a great question. The question was around, will we allow um, education apps and um, things that they're using in schools? You actually see a pretty strong momentum in the education world right now that people are pushing to get phones out of schools. There's France, the whole country, banned smartphones or bans phones from their schools completely. Um, and across the U.S., you'll see there's school in Alaska. There's been about five schools in California that have banned them completely or put the leave your device at the door perspective of devices um, because they find that teachers were utilizing technology because parents were asking them to, but it wasn't actually helping them to teach. Um, so that being said, many teachers are using technology and as a way to interact with kids. Our evaluation is, you know, you really need to be careful in what apps they use. Um, there shouldn't be any direct messaging with a teacher, which a lot of those apps that they're using break that rule. That's um, from the Ed Board of Education that you shouldn't be utilizing those applications. And so our evaluation needs to be very methodical on which apps we allow. Um, but we're also very careful because if we allow it, that's an endorsement of our company to that application. And so we need to balance those things. So we're more hesitant, not more hesitant, we're very methodical and thoughtful about what that means as we introduce those. But yes, it would be future devices as we did so. Question over here. Have you considered partnering with the major carriers? It just seems like a big untapped uh, market slash sales base. You have no options. You can, none of the carriers. So your question was, why are we not partnering with the big three? I say big three because Sprint and T-Mobile are combining, if you haven't heard. Um, so that's a great question. The reason we became our own network is so that we can control the um, aspects on the device. If we offer our phones, we basically just become a middleman to pass through devices to them, and they dictate to us both what we do and how we do it and when we do it. Um, that's the reason why we've done that. We believe that they will be very interested in this business and likely will acquire our business long term. And we will be brought into where when we're in that larger ecosystem, they can truly maximize the value and get the solution to as many people as possible. Our goal is to drive this ship as fast and as far as we can so that we can get this solution to many kids as possible. But we know at a certain point that someone else will take this and make it so much bigger than we could ever do so. Question in the back. You said your uh, effort was set up about nine days. So one of your 1,750 customers goes to Des Moines, Iowa, Chicago, Orlando. Is the phone usable there? You mentioned it's nationwide. What would that service look like? Yeah, that's great. So our service is a we're nationwide on a 4G LTE network, which is um, what everyone else uses is used to using. However, now things are moving towards 5G. We utilize the towers of the large carriers and we have great coverage because of that. And so because we have that coverage, you can be 
Um, we, we have a verification by zip code on our website, so you can check if you have great service in your area, which 99% of the um, United States does right now on our current coverage. Um, so yes, across state lines, across the country that works internationally, no. Hawaii and Alaska right now, not yet. Another question? Hi. Uh, a lot of what you uh, chatted about is around what parents' needs, you know, they need the parents to do that. Has there been work and has it been the charter also to the UX, I the kids' features and empowerment and all that kind of stuff? You know, these things could be a conflict, but I think those are uh, that's a great question. We've talked to just as many kids as we have parents. Um, I could tell you what the kids like about our phone. Uh, I've talked about two of the things. They like how it looks. The second is they like that it has a camera. Uh, third or second, they're kind of tied. It allows them to connect with their friends. What they really want a phone for is the ability to communicate with their friends, to be with their friends, to have the geographical freedom to go out and explore. Um, we find that um, while there's a great attention from parents to be better parents, there's also a movement towards not giving your kids as much freedom to be able to do those things. And so by giving them a phone, it gives them the ability to go walk down to the park, to go to geographical locations that parents otherwise weren't comfortable sending their kids, especially as we introduce um, GPS feature in our next device. Um, but yes, We've watched, you can watch, go to our Instagram um, and watch some of the reactions of kids as they get their phone. I would encourage that. It's pretty fun to watch uh, their reaction. As you introduce Gab as a first phone, their reaction is 100% positive. I don't recommend taking an existing smartphone and pulling that away from them and giving them one of our phones. Um, that's why we introduced our first device, right? It's, it's not meant to be a replacement device. Our goal is meant to be the first device, and then we're introducing other devices so that we can get ahead of the problem, not become the pain point in a child's uh, social life. Yeah. Other questions? Just out of curiosity, I know you said GPS is going to be coming on later devices. This, uh, so if they call 911 from the original devices, it still could be able to get the, the 911 location? Yeah, so by law in the telecom industry, we have to offer that. Um, so they are able to triangulate where the phone is. But what we can't do is we can't allow the parent to track that, right? So they're able to track it from a service perspective and not from a user interface um, GPS, which part of the block they're on and what they're doing for a, for a parent. It's more, only for 911. Yes. And that's done through the, the service and where they get reception. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a question. Uh, I think a lot of us have had a similar to this as parents. It would be great to have a phone similar to this. So, we're all really good at coming up with ideas, but not a lot of us are good at executing on those ideas. And so for entrepreneurs out there, what advice or would you give to us you know, if we're looking to do something similar? Well, I think the answer, that question, that, the answer to that question, the question was, for us entrepreneurs out here, this is something that many parents probably had the idea for, but never went and did. Um, so what advice would you have? Um, I think the answer to that probably goes to Steven for him to say, like, he was just determined enough to say, look, I'm tired of this and I'm going to solve this problem. Um, 
for me, it's a little different, right? I, um, I came just a little bit after, late to the party, um, and this is kind of a crazy idea to build a whole cell phone network. Um, I kind of dipped my toe into it first and said, uh, I want to learn more. Um, and then it got so far that I was like, I might as well just jump. Um, so it doesn't have to be a, we're doing this, let's do it. It can be, let's test it out and let's try. Um, the first person that's dancing crazy in the corner is just a crazy person. But once the second person comes and the third person comes, it becomes a movement. And so um, you just need enough crazy people to join you, and it's a real thing. And I'm one of those crazies. So, yeah. Let's take two more questions if anybody has some. What are your biggest business challenges these days? Uh, that's a great question. What business challenges? I think for us, a business challenge is our, it's a hardware play, right? So we offer cell phones. Um, they're not cheap. And so as we introduce those and as we carry more uh, opportunities, we have to be thoughtful on what's the best use of our capital um, for inventory and turn times. That's a really big benefit of being direct-to-consumer is we're able to consolidate inventory. We don't need to pass it around in every um, region. It allows us to cover the whole nation pretty quickly. Um, and, and finding the right partners. Um, the right partners help us to scale this, whether that's from a fundraising perspective, whether that's um, parents that educate other parents about this. Uh, we've done a really good job of that so far. Um, but it's grassroots. We're building this one community at a time, one relationship at a time, and we find that it grows in communities with parents. Um, so helping parents get involved is really um, important. The other thing I would bring up is educating parents. They, there's not really a place where you can find, learn a lot. Um, parents have a lot of questions about technology, and and I encourage you to check out our, our blog. We are posting twice a week of, from experts in the industry talking about these specific topics of, you know, what does it do to a child's brain? Or how do I implement a, a family contract? Or um, what do I do when my kid comes across a certain type of content? These are the things that we want to answer. And we're pushing and getting as much content out there as, as possible so that parents can be informed. Um, we find that parents are confident without verification. Um, <laughs> we know, we, we, we feel good that this solution is working, but we haven't verified that it's working. And so we just want parents early to educate themselves before it's like, oh, my child turned this age, now I need to introduce a phone, now I should learn about these things. I would start when your kid is four and five because it's really important how you introduce them to these aspects of technology. Thank you. Yeah. Last question. What kind of support do you guys offer to parents and children that are using the phone that may have technical or usability issues? So we have an online chat portal as well as a email platform that enables get back to them. We're introducing a 1-800 number here soon. So we're there to be able to communicate back and forth and, and kind of help through these technology challenges. The best thing about our phone is that it comes ready to go activated so you open the box and it's ready to go so there is no th setup it's it's activated it's live it comes in a box to you you buy three days it's on your doorstep um, you've got everything you need to where as long as it doesn't malfunction or as long as your child doesn't break it um, 
then we're here to help you. Um, and as, as they go through that process, if some, one of those two things does happen, that's where we say, please reach out, let us help you. How can we get this back the way it needs to be? Awesome. Well, it's been great having you here. I know that um, one thing that you've told me before is that it's not just a phone, it's not just a network, but it is a movement. And so just to kind of wrap up, do you want to tell the audience, like, what channels can they find you on, what social channels, and then kind of what you have planned for the future in addition to the additional phones that you're yeah. going to roll out? So I would say definitely follow us on Instagram. So the ironic thing is we're not against social media. Social media is a great tool. Um, we think it's one of the best ways to perpetuate movements and communication. It's just the wrong tool at the wrong age, right? We have to make sure it's the appropriate age that we introduce that. So we encourage you to follow us on Instagram. Uh, we have a Facebook and a Facebook group where we have parenting discussions for a little bit more open type conversations of, I'm going through these problems, what would other parents recommend? Um, I encourage parents to get involved in that. Um, we're available, on, we're on Twitter. As far as future, um, we're really excited about a lot. We've got some really exciting things coming. Um, one of which, uh, yes, he is here, so I will embarrass him and introduce him. Lance Black, could you please stand up? Uh, so Lance is one of the newest partners here with Gab, and he's helping us, and we're leaning and help he's going to be helping us with his expertise in marketing and establishing um, where we're going to be scaling so for that question earlier um, Lance is one of the great you know team members of Gab and he'll be helping us as we scale and we're really excited to have him and EKR and their partnership and where we're going next that's awesome well thanks so much for being here it's been a pleasure and we hope that everything continues going well and we're glad that you are in this community so let's give it up for Landon and Gab Thank you for listening to this podcast from Silicon Slopes. 